I'm Rima. I'm Jake. And I'm Wendy. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the Netflix show Ozark. Today we're talking about season four, episode 10, You're the Boss. And yes, I'm I'm back. I'm here this yes. week. Yes. I've been listening. I've been listening to Strange Indeed as a fan the past two weeks when you did the recap and then the or three weeks, the recap and then the first two episodes. So I'm like, it feels kind of weird. And now I'm like, oh, I'm back. I'm here. I'm home. <laughs> you are back. You are back home on Strange Indeed. I'm so, so thrilled it worked out for your schedule and that we got you while you were available. I know you've got a couple of Yeah, I was like, I get to do like up. this week and then I'm, <laughs> I'm off for the next two because I've got birthday week and I'm traveling and doing stuff. And then yep. the well, Memorial Day well. week is after that and I'm in Vegas the whole week partying nice. it up so you should definitely be doing vegas Man. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll we'll hold down the fort here yeah. and we'll be completely envious that you are in vegas because i love vegas baby this is my first uh, time vegas. i've never been so i'm excited it's gonna be a good time i can't wait to hear all about your adventure mm-hmm. well okay maybe some things you can keep some things to yourself because <laughs> we know what happens in vegas right, days in vegas right. however i whatever you feel free to share um i yeah. look forward to hearing oh yeah but that. i've already definitely got a lot of pictures tickets to like I mean, we're doing stuff every night. It's That's awesome. Concerts or I've already got tickets to Jabberwockies and Cirque du Soleil. So like we're we're oh, set. Man. We're doing Hell fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's great. I'm super excited for you. First trip to Vegas. It's amazing. Um, definitely a lot of fun. Yep. So again, I'm so happy that we were able to get you while you were free, had this yes. uh, free time today because I've been dying to ask you what you think of Ozark so far. You are a new watcher. You well, binged to the show, right? Or, or am I yeah, wrong? Yeah, I mean halfway because i had watched the first like season and a half okay i was like in the middle of season two and i had stopped and hadn't watched anything past that okay okay and so then it had been a while so then whenever wendy had brought it up and we decided ozark was going to be covered here on strange indeed and wendy was going to take the helm i was like well i want to jump in and podcast with wendy when i can and i was like and i love that like i really loved the show (laughs) when i was watching it i just it's not that i stopped watching it for any reason about the show it's just so many shows to watch and busy with so many other things. I just kind of had to let it go for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it, was, it was, I didn't have to have my arm twisted to binge back through, but it was cool to, so I watched the back half of two and then all of three and the first half of four in like the span of like, what, like a week, week and a half. Wow. Like, wow. Man, <laughs> which is a heavy show to binge. It I really was going to say, it's, I, yeah, I don't recommend binge watching the show. It's intense. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you came out the other side and you're okay. Are you I made okay? It. I, Do I think to check in on you. Are you okay? <laughs> I, I know you guys talked about it in the recap a little bit. I did listen to that after I caught up. I needed a moment after episode 309, which is, mm-hmm. uh, we saw kind of cut ahead a little bit but not talk about it too much because we we saw more footage of that episode in a way in this episode mm-hmm. yeah because that that is the the wendy and ben road trip if you want to call yeah. it that um yeah that episode damaged me for a while mm-hmm. <laughs> i was screaming uh, at my tv for that one man yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. My husband and I watched all of season three. I think we had stopped at like three one or three two. So we watched yeah. all the rest of season three, then the top half of season four. I'd mm-hmm. say in the last four months we did all that. Wow. Yeah. Four the, the first lot. half of four was man, uh 
because I, I gave a little bit of it in my feedback that I gave you guys for episode uh, eight when it came mm-hmm. out. That one was hard to watch. Not, I mean, there was definitely the same kind of heaviness and emotional stuff. But honestly, my anxiety was having a hard time with that first half of this season. Mainly, like I said in my feedback, if anybody remembers, because of Javi, when they introduced the character of Javi, mm-hmm. I was so on edge. The anxiety with him, because anytime he walked into a room, I was like, he's going to fucking kill anybody and I can't trust him at all. Like, so he was terrifying. Like, my anxiety is just on the edge because I'm like, this guy is a loose cannon and he's, <laughs> he needs to go because I don't. I, and nobody is safe when he's around. Yeah, he's he's not a problem anymore. But yeah, yeah his <laughs> definitely amped up uh, a lot of anxiety watching yeah. this show for sure. He was so unpredictable and such a loose cannon. You never knew what he was going to do. And no one I thought was safe. And he didn't forget, man, when he took out Darlene. And it was all because of her acts in all the way back to season it's like the one. season one finale. Yeah, yeah dude, like, dude does man. not forget. So we're, we're forgive for sure. Well, we are really excited that you were able to join us this week, like I said. So I'm I'm excited to hear what you thought about this episode. What are your general thoughts about, did you like this week's episode, this You're the one? Boss? Yeah, I really did. It's really interesting. I'm theorizing. I've got a lot of stuff we'll talk about where I'm, <laughs> where I'm sitting there just thinking, like, but this is definitely what's going on, right? And then I feel like some things are obvious, but I'm like, man, if this show could take any turn at any point, so you never know yeah. for sure. No, but I really liked... Again, it's kind of, it's hard to follow episode eight when, when Ruth is hunting Javi and it's like a very focused episode mm-hmm. and having, you know, Javi killed and it's like, there's extreme things going on. And then I feel like kind of like last week's, this one was again, more of building, but there's still some like major things that happen. I mean, Ruth is stepping forward in, in things, you know, Marty's in a whole new element. And I'm sure these are all points that we will talk about, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There, there was a lot uh, going on for sure. And definitely just still, I think, some of the consequences of, of Javi, what happened with him and them dealing with that situation are just starting to really kind of trickle down. So yeah. um, some really good point there. Wendy, what about you? Did you like this week's episode? I did. I have some questions. I didn't think there were some things in the show that I didn't think were obvious. I wasn't sure what was happening. So mm-hmm. I have definite questions about that and the show still manages to surprise me like you think it's on this trajectory and it's somewhat predictable at this point nope Mm -mm. they're gonna change everything up all the time they sure do they sure do yeah i thought this was like you guys i'm i'm curious i have some questions i don't know that we'll be able to really answer them but i'm you know we might just throw them out into the void and see see what um, everyone's opinions are, theories and predictions or whatever. But, you know, it was interesting how this episode was bookended by executions, showing how a person, a a decent person, then dies, and then how a deeply compromised person kills, which was Marty. So it's interesting how that's how they opened it and then how it was closed. And I don't know, a lot of moving parts. Um, I know my anxiety was still up, usually mostly for Marty, I think. Mm-hmm. But Was it the same guy that pulled the trigger on both of those? Yep. yep. That was another bookend uh, on the episode because it was, and I'll never remember this guy's name because I'm terrible with names Nelson. to begin with. Nelson, thank Nelson. you. Mm-hmm. Peg, I always because <laughs> yeah. I suck. I need like a cast list like taped next to my <laughs> monitor here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Nelson was the one that uh, shot Ben and killed him. And then he was the one that 
finished off Arturo there at the end. So he's definitely around to help clean up the bird's mess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wonder how many people he's killed in his life. Gosh, I don't know that dude. Yeah, he's. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see him coming my way. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm running, running. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our points this week because I know we have a lot to talk about and a lot yeah. to cover. And I'm dying to see what what your thoughts are for this week, Paik. So um, as our guest this week, will you please start us off? All right. Yeah. I figured number three, I put in my number three spot, even though it's kind of a big point. I was like, because I, I had a feeling I was going to get to go first. So I was like, I want to talk about this. Right <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about Ruth and her plan and the way that she enacted it this week. I Okay. I love Ruth Langmore so much. She is just the best. And man, yeah, because she kind of makes her own deal. We saw last week and previously, you know, that with, with Claire Shaw and she knows, you know, we can push Wendy and, and Marty out because mm-hmm. she has a beef with the birds, but really it's her and Wendy. Like she's not the biggest fan of Marty right now, but they still have some kind of a kinship. It's really, she's like, fuck Wendy. Anything I can do to take care of her. <laughs> that's where I am. And uh, <laughs> Wendy's got to die. Yes. Yeah, like, so, <laughs> so she's going to just undermine Wendy and, and cut in on this deal with uh, Shaw and, and take out. Now, Wendy does make a good point. As far as she's like, okay. And then what if this deal works out super well and she wants you to keep doing it and more? What are you going to do? You're going to take over this whole poppy farm and do it on your own because Darlene's not there anymore. And I don't think Ruth has thought that far ahead yet, but she has thought enough to where like, if I can take it from you and hurt you in the process, then that's all I care about right now. Yeah. Um, now, of course, far she's yeah. thinking right now. Yeah. Which the first big part of this is she's got to get to Darlene's farm and get the heroin stash from there in order to get it to Claire. But because of, of Wendy, uh, <laughs> bothering her in this situation uh ronnie wyckoff acting sheriff (laughs) (laughs) has an officer tailing her and she is not happy about it because i mean she can't tell him you know hey get this officer off me so i can get this heroin you know she's now wendy has thrown this big roadblock in her way and she knows it's exactly what happened which she has the best she legitimately has the best lines. I love when she's talking to Wyckoff and she says, no, what I'm telling you is that Wendy is playing chess and you're playing fucking Candyland. Um, good God, line. I love that line so much. Yes. But um, I, I love her plan that what she ends up doing is going to Frank Jr. for help, which it blows my mind to see how their relationship has evolved the way that it has. I was like, I guess there is hope for literally anyone to become friends with anyone if Frank Jr. and Ruth... <laughs> can can be partners in this now and it's not like they like begrudgingly work with each other they like smile when they see each other now i was like man how the times have changed they respect each other yeah there is a respect there Mm -hmm. it's very interesting Mm -hmm. i think he really admires her balls yeah and and she's effective in almost everything that she does Definitely. It's it's icing on the cake. Then he's like, wait, I can I can screw over the birds also. <laughs> it's like, hell yeah, I'm in. Uh, which I love that because mm-hmm. he's got some definite uh, beef with them too. Man, I remember the first time I watched this episode and I was blown away. I was like out loud watching this going, oh my God, Ruth is so fucking smart. She, she takes the U-Haul over to Darlene's knowing that the police are going to follow her and stop her outside with pro- a probable cause of her collecting this heroin because Wendy tipped them off on that. And then she has this whole thing where I was just getting Wyatt's belongings, you know, and Mm -hmm. she's got his stuff in the back, back of the U-Haul. And while she's there keeping the police busy with that, Frank Jr. and his guys had already been there on the farm. 
and they're piling everything in to, to his trucks. And then when Ruth leaves, the police are going to leave with her. And then that just opens the door for Frank Jr. to roll right on out with everything. I was like, man, that is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> I did not. Because I was like, what is, what is she going to him for? Then seeing that play out, I'm like, man, she just keeps getting smarter and smarter and really knowing who she is and how to pull things off as the show has gone on. I love that. And then she gets to ice her own little cake there, getting to talk, walk up to Wendy in person and just throw it in her face and be like, yeah, everything you did to try to screw me over didn't work. Shaw deals yeah. mine now. Have a nice day. You know, it's, oh, it's so good. <laughs> just, I loved Ruth in this episode. So good. I worry about how it affects the Bird family as a whole, but not Wendy. You know, I'm, I'm yeah. <laughs> pretty excited, you know, that she's able to, to screw over Wendy there. But it's sad because yeah. whatever affects Wendy affects all of them. And, mm-hmm. and I do worry for all of them as a whole. But yeah, it's always good to see Ruth get one over on her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Why do you think the old sheriff left? The, I guess she was kind of an acting sheriff too. She she was filling in because she yeah because she was from a different area. Yeah. yeah, she was sheriff of was it Polk County they said or whatever. She was just kind of filling in because the original one died, right? Hmm. So I guess they were just mm-hmm. like, well, you know, they just I guess until they figure out who in the department would be best to kind of fill in the role, they'd at least have someone in there, I guess. So, but it was kind of, you know, there was no whisperings about it. She was there one day and then gone the next because she was just there talking to Ruth about, you know, after Wyatt had, had died and uh, she went and turned, had given um, Zeke back. So, and then, yeah, then all of a sudden there's this dude. I wonder if maybe there's a part of her is like, okay, there's some serious cartel stuff going on and all this. And she's like, so what happened to Nick? So I'm just going to go ahead and get out of here. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's not my problem. <laughs> it's not looking good. I'm just, if she was, yeah, if she was mm. smart, like get the hell out. I don't want to have anything yeah. to do with this cartel stuff, something or whatever the hell it is that's going on. People are dying left and right. She's there because the sheriff was killed. So I'd want to get the hell out of there too. You know, thinking about, you know, we were talking last week about Helen's daughter, you know, who's like, um, if mom was involved in any of this cartel stuff, don't you think maybe it's just best that we don't yeah. know anything? And I'm thinking, maybe yes, just, yeah. you you might be the <laughs> smartest one in the show right now. <laughs> just right, exactly. <laughs> stay out of it. You don't want to know. Don't, don't, don't ask. And, mm-hmm. and just la, 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 you know, keep your ears closed. <laughs> yeah, I think she got the message. Yeah. I, I mean, loud and clear. That was a really good point there, Paik. We love Ruth. I am interested to see what she does next because I, I like what Frank Jr. was. I think we kind of talked a little bit about it too. Like, what's what's next for her? Frank Jr.'s like, oh, what did he say? Like, are you a Wendy? I pictured you more for Marty Jr. type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, is she going to be like Darlene? You know, like the next Darlene? How she kind of takes over this little empire here now that she's uh, kind of opened the doors, working with Claire Shaw. And and yeah, what will happen? Is she just going to pick it up? Like, is she just looking for this one-off deal, make some money, and then what or is she gonna pick up the helm and pick up where she left off so yeah she's she's kind of aimless right now because i mean her whole goal was to be with wyatt and get out and as soon as he's killed i mean everything falls Mm -hmm. apart for her she's like well i have i have nothing to go on and do by myself she's like i i I don't fare on my own better Mm -hmm. anywhere else than here so she's got some money yeah yeah she's just kind of aimless right now so right now, I think it is just this little plot. This, mm-hmm. what can I do to get back at Wendy Bird? I think is where her mindset is right now. Revenge, maybe. Mm-hmm. Revenge is where she's at. 
Maybe. And I would say she's got some money. Maybe her and Thriel will just take off and start their life again, but That's what I would hope for her. I was like, you still have one you still I have know. one cousin that you can get out of here with. Like yep. you, you know, her and three aren't as close, but I mean you still got him to look out for and just get out while the getting's good. Mm-hmm. But this is Ozark, and that's <laughs> yeah. probably not gonna happen. <laughs> it's what we want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. I feel like the the body count's going to be high, and the uh, folks left alive will be few. It's all like, yeah, I'm I'm scared, and I worry that Marty has genuine feelings for Ruth. Yeah. But everything that he did in this episode, I think, is just going to make him stonier. Mm-hmm. And I I just worry about how much space he'll have left for compassion for Ruth. I know. <sighs> Wendy, what's your first point? I have a small little okay. point, but I got the biggest kick out of it. Jim, the lawyer. Wendy's lawyer. Oh, yes. The fixer. I thought he has been a really amusing character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can see he's smarmy, but also polished. And I loved previously when Javi showed up and was like, I'm your, you're my lawyer now. And he's like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm, I'm Wendy and Marty's lawyer. No, 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 you don't understand. You're my lawyer. So he almost gets killed. He has this cartel guy threaten him. Mm -hmm. He watches Marty get the shit kicked out of him right in front of him. He was threatened. I'm sure Javi threatened his life and everything else. He says he's finished with the birds, but here he is. He opens his door to Wendy, and then he lets her in, and then he sits down and talks with her, and little by little, Wendy puts on that smile and just works her magic and gets Jim right back into the fold. I know. I'm not saying I'm back in the fold, but I'm going to need to see progress. (laughs) Okay, okay. She is so uh, freaking good. I know. At getting what she wants and convincing people. She's such yeah. a talker. She knows just how to uh-huh. manipulate. She knows just right. what to say. She does it with other people too, but in this scene um, with him, she really uh, appealed to his ego. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So much there. And that definitely, I think. Well, the line she uses on him, she says, well, you never would have grabbed my coattails if you didn't think I was heading somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> And she has such confidence. She just exudes this. This is our plan. It's all coming into place. Everything is working out yeah. just when, uh, the way we intended. When in reality, their plan is just spiraling down the drain. <laughs> it is crashing. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, but I got the biggest kick out of that. I, I, I thought he's yeah. funny because he's just such a mainstream character that you could plop into anywhere. And it just works so well, the two of yeah. them. I agree. I, I enjoyed watching him in uh, the, the episodes that he is in uh, for Ozark. I, like mm-hmm. you said, I think he um, brings an air of sophistication and a little bit of um, like legitimacy to, to, to the birds, mm-hmm. you know, um, as they're mm-hmm. trying to act like they're a, yeah. a real legitimate kind of front and not these like cart involved in the cartel kind of kind of thing so yeah um so yeah i really like him i and i think he's i think he's interesting and yeah it was you can tell that really shook the hell out of him which it would for any of us right i mean hell if any of us had a a, someone from the cartel coming in and beating the shit out of someone you know in your living room and and they're like you know well you're my lawyer now and and that just goes to show i would be gone the next day see ya (laughs) Catching a flight, first flight uh, out of here. 
Um, right. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine uh, the, the feeling of that. And just kind of goes to show how easy it is to kind of get like roped in and in over your head. Like he knew he was, he knew, I think he knew things were not on the up and up with Marty and Wendy when he got involved with them. But as long as he kind of, at least, what he thought was the outside of things, he was okay. But then all of a sudden, here comes Javi on his door front, and he's like, "Oh, you're my lawyer now," and he's got like no way out of it. How do you? What do you do? Say no? <laughs> do you think Javi has ever heard the word no? <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, I do like that guy. He's <laughs> he's fun to watch. Um. All right. Yes. Well, I want to uh, talk about Javi's mom. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm curious to see what you guys think about her. Um, I do think she is, is quite a presence, uh, on, on the show, a very quiet, but very strong presence. And Mm -hmm. I think she's sus because I feel she may have had something to do with that hit on Navarro. Um, that, that's one of the things I was talking about earlier where I say like, I feel like it's pretty obvious that she's the one that's behind it. But with this show, feeling something is obvious doesn't always mean. So it's like because it feels like it's such the exactly, obvious answer. Exactly. I, I don't I know. If, <laughs> I, I am not confident at all. I am not exuding this confidence that Wendy has for sure. As far as, you know, uh, it, her world is crashing and burning, but she can exude that confidence and be like, hey, everything's great. Everything's working out just fine. Mm-hmm. I don't have that when it comes to this show. Uh, because I, I can't predict it at all. But uh, something is just not right. And I mean, I think she she may have had something to do with it. I think it's also possible that she could also be working with the priest. Talked about that creepy priest. Uh, I, I don't trust that guy. Um, priest or no, there's still just something about him. And I think maybe Marty might also, I think he's playing it off really well, but I think maybe Marty might also think she may have had something to do with it or that they could potentially be working together. I think that while he had Arturo, um, you know, while they're torturing him, you know, he was trying to play it off that, oh, well, we got our guy, right? This was the person that, uh, that that's behind all of it. I don't think Marty believed it at all. But, you know, Arturo, he was already a dead man based on his skimming alone. You know, you don't steal or skim from the cartel. We've seen what happens when you do. So he was already a dead man. And so, I mean, um, just trying to get him to confess to this. I think you could see, at least I felt anyway, that Marty was like telling him, just just confess. His whole like, tell me you did it. um, We're just to ease Mm -hmm. Arturo's suffering uh, and to get the cartel guys to just finally pull the trigger and put him out of his misery. And I think he, he just wanted to kind kind of get that sign off that even if he really didn't do it, just get him to say that he did it. And I think that when he did that, it gives him a chance to, you know, kind of buys him some time and gives him a chance to be able to find the real person who, who did it. Yeah. It sets Arturo up. I mean, I think he went into this whole thing as Arturo being a scapegoat. Yeah. Being like, if we can be done with this right now and, and where it's not a looming problem, then maybe I can figure out who really did it. Or even just be like, I can just move on and not worry about it because you know, either way it's a dark thing that Marty has done and that's a road he's gone down, but he's to be not have another problem on top of what he's dealing with right now. Yeah. I think is a way to do it. But also I like how you said just to get him confess because anybody is going to confess to anything if you push him long enough. In those circumstances, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I had a feeling that the way that Mars, please just confess, because he wanted to hear him say it. He wanted a confession out of him. But I think Marty wanted to read the way that he confessed mm-hmm. to really get a true read on, because I think you could kind of tell 
like, okay, fine, I did it. But really, he's like, no, you didn't. Like, I think yeah. he could almost tell that he was innocent in the way that he confessed. And mm-hmm. it was a way to kind of check that box for him and be like, okay, he was innocent. So now I can, you know, maybe have to worry about it later on that was somebody else. Yeah, I had the impression that Marty never thought he did it. And that he needed to make an example of somebody. He yeah. needs mm-hmm. to show his strength down there. Yeah. So I don't think he he was looking at those books just waiting for a crack to open up. And he was going to find a crack. It was going to be random. He was going to find somebody to accuse and go from there. Yeah. Or even being able to float the name of Arturo Cabrera towards Camila and see how she reacted. And I think... When she took it and ran with it and with this whole story of like, oh, yeah, because he's like this and he's jealous mm-hmm. of Javi and he's mad at Omar for picking mm-hmm. Javi over him. And he was this and this is like, OK, so she's willing to throw somebody else under the she's bus. She's willing yeah. to throw him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's where I was, too. I was like, based on what she said, you know, like, oh, she seemed pretty ready to throw um, Arturo yeah. under the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Marty did want to kind of gauge her reaction off of that. If Javi and I don't have her name again, I suck. If she thinks, Camilla, thank you. If she thinks that Marty believes it was Arturo, he's like, okay, well, it's a done deal. We got, we got who it was. He's been taken care of. She can continue to scheme and and do her things. For Marty, it's like, okay, we can let everyone think that we've dealt with this uh, and that case is closed. But I'm still having to deal with it. But it's going to give me some time to figure out who who it really is. There's there's so much happening there. And then of course, again, I feel like the priest is somewhere (laughs) involved somewhere scheming somewhere and and maybe he's not but i'm just like i just don't know what his role is here besides just being a uh, a priest and being where uh god needs him most uh yeah just keeping my eye on javi's mom i find her very intriguing but i think she's sus do you think the showdown coming could be camilla versus marty (sighs) might be camilla versus wendy hell i don't know i mean i guess i meant while he's in Mexico. Mm. It seems like that's the foe. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yes. I mean, because mm-hmm. I think I think she wanted to overthrow her brother. It seemed like, you know, Javi made that call to her. Because we hadn't... And, and so much happened. It felt like the first half of season four happened so fast. Uh, it was like blink and it was over. So... I might have missed something. That was the first time we met Javi's mom, right? Was the uh, the so, episode yeah. when Javi called her before he died? Yes. I don't know. I mean, it didn't seem too weird that he's calling his mother. I mean, you know, and, and, and like checking in or whatever. But I'm like, well, were they scheming to kind of take over and get Navarro out of the picture? And now that clearly she's probably pretty upset that Javi is dead. I don't know if she fully believes. I know that, that they're told, well, it was Navarro that, that took Javi out and that he's responsible for his murder. I don't know whether or not she believes that. But if she does believe it, then it would give her a perfect revenge kind of thing to want to get rid of her brother, right? Or to just take over in general. Yeah. I don't. She's, mm-hmm. She strikes me as kind of a behind-the-scenes, pulling-the-strings person. I don't know if she'd want to be mm-hmm. the face, the person in charge, mm-hmm. but... That's I mean, true. I think I feel like if that's the the route that it is with her, that she definitely wanted Javi to be that figure that she was kind of behind. Mm-hmm. But now with him gone, it may be just a if she is going in that direction, is 
last ditch effort. She's like, I guess I'm going to have to run things, you know, Thanos moment. <laughs> Fine. I'll do it myself. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> all right. Pake, we're back to you. All right. Um, kind of, we, we talked about it a little bit, but talking more about Wendy and how she is flailing. Mm. All of her plans just keep falling and crumbling in front of her, but she still does. Yeah. Like we were talking about keeps her composure as like to an incredible, <laughs> impressive amount. We are like, oh, she looks and sounds like she is perfectly fine and everything's going according to plan. But if you really look at what she's doing, she has no idea what she's doing. Everything's falling apart. Mm-hmm. I mean, with Marty in Mexico, she's putting on this brave face. Oh, you know, he's fine. I just talked to him and he's doing great. But you know, she's and you, cause you see it in Charlotte's face when she talks to Charlotte about it. It's like he could die at any second. We don't know, you know, nothing is, is for, for certain. And then when she goes to Ruth, as much as she despises Ruth, that she's desperate enough to go to her and be like, can you please basically she's begging her in a windy bird way where she's not going to beg, but, but it's kind of her version of begging where she is. She's like, you get to keep all the money. You keep everything. All you have to do. Cause you owe us is to tell, is to tell Claire Shaw oh. that she has to keep the donations to us going. And I was, it costs you nothing to help us to where Ruth says, and it costs me nothing to fuck you either, which I, again, I love. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I like that better. Right. Uh, and so there goes one plan just gone. So what does she do? Backup mm-hmm. plan immediately. And again, this is flailing. It's not like these are well thought out plans. It's just, okay, what's the next thing I can do? So she goes to deputy Wyckoff. Sorry. Acting Sheriff Wyckoff. <laughs> Acting Sheriff. Uh, <laughs> and again, manipulates him in a way and using him to be like, all right, here's what, you know, Ruth's going to try to take over Darlene's operation. So you need to get there. And at first I was like, well, what that seems kind of cow- counterintuitive if she needs Ruth to do this stuff with the, the Shaw deal. But I think she's realized that bridge is burned. Ruth is never going to help her. So she's like, fine, scorched earth. I'll just, mm-hmm. then I'm going to send the police after Ruth and I'm just going to take care of all that. Now she would know that sending them in Ruth's direction is going to put Jonah in the crossfire. And I was like, well, why would she do that to her own son? I was like, well, she literally has had to try to have him caught and arrested before. So it's not like it's that she big of a deal. Has. Uh, <laughs> yep. Yeah. I think he, she cares, but he's way down on the yeah. priority list for her. Because I, I think she's still convinced that if Jonah gets caught up in the crossfire, if Ruth went down or something, she'd be able to get him out. Yeah. She she, she seemed pretty convinced, even though Marty disagreed <laughs> uh, and thought the plan was a, a dumpster fire, uh, that, you know, mm-hmm. he, he'd be a juvenile and that they could get him out without anything being on his record. So I think she'd still, she would still be falling on that if yeah. Jonah got caught up. So not ideal, but... Um, but she, she, I think to get back at Ruth, you know, Ruth's like, you know, well, it's, it doesn't cost me anything to fuck you over. Then I think Wendy's like, okay, you're going to fuck me. I'm going to fuck you too. Right. So, and mm-hmm. so I guess that's when she goes to Jim to manipulate him back into the fold. And that's it's like, okay, I can't have Claire Shaw so I can get Jim to get me all of these other people. And then that will cover for Shaw only to realize none of these people are going to jump in unless Shaw's there too. And so everything again, just falling apart and shows she resorts to the pleasantly threatening your life model again, where she just, that's mm-hmm. her last ditch at this point is calling up Shaw and basically being like, if you don't donate, then I'm going to have the cartel kill you. Like she's just, yep. that mm-hmm. is what she's having to resort to. And Very it's desperation. Threat. You know, she's 
She puts on a great okay. face and she looks like she knows what she's doing, but we are watching every plan that she tries to put in place fall away and crumble in front of her. And I feel like it's only a matter of time before she snaps and just loses it all. I, I think so. I think so. Because while Wendy is really good at convincing people and manipulation she is definitely you see like you said crumbling she -hmm. was effective with jim she was effective with acting sheriff but she can't get to ruth she can't get to claire everything is really kind of falling apart for her and i mean i you you know she just does not like that you know that's eating away at her she is she's that power has gotten to her so much and she gets her way so often I, i i think it'll be a little scary yeah. To kind of see what, what's going to happen when she doesn't get her way. And, and I think she's getting desperate with the whole Navarro situation, too. Because if she can get Navarro out, Omar has a soft spot for her. Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's some mm-hmm. hope in there. But if they can't reinstate Navarro as the lead of this cartel, she's screwed because nobody else there cares about her at all. Yeah. So. <laughs> and she's going to get even more reckless mm-hmm. than than what she already is. And that's, I think, dangerous. Yeah. Good point. Wendy, what's your next point? I will talk about something that totally sidelined me was the attempt on Omar's life. Yeah. I was not expecting (laughs) that at all. You know, there's so many moving pieces and variables, and then they just keep adding more. And it's not too much. It works. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It came as a shock to me because... You think, okay, they've gotten rid of Javi. Now this is the big and bad is Omar. And and then just like that, he's, you know, not that he's fully out of the picture, but it's very much in question. Mm-hmm. They're running out of cartel leaders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're all dropping like flies. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So now Wendy and Marty are trying to hide the information that he is as um, injured as he is from everybody. If the cartel finds out, they're just in so much trouble. Assuming that no one knows that Camilla didn't have an inside track or, because obviously she was able to get in. Yeah, I wondered about that. If if she's the one behind it, but anybody who's behind it, I mean, they have somebody on the inside Mm -hmm. of prison that's able to, to attack him. But then I I did wonder, but I could Mm -hmm. be off base. Uh, I know people who are COs, so maybe I could try to ask them. I don't know. But because you even notice in that scene where this guy comes out and just starts stabbing Omar, both of the COs that were in that hallway just walked they away. Just, um, I was going to say, it wasn't just the dude that attacked Navarro. The oh, guards yeah, they, had to be just in on it, too, because they just let him bleed out. Kept walking. But then part of me was also one was like, well, maybe they're instructed to not get involved when there's a deadly weapon in place and they're not equipped. Maybe for their own safety, just let things play out and then get guards that are armed to come in and take care of it later. I don't know. Yeah. But, but it did seem a little sus that, that yeah. Omar got attacked and immediately the two guards that are in the hallway just kind of looked at it and then walked away. It's like, well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I think that's sus. I, I didn't see that, but I'll have to go back and look. <laughs> they, they, they did a good job of kind of like just almost blur, not blurring, but like not focusing. Yeah. It was more focused on Navarro and his uh, his mm-hmm. attacker. You could just kind of vaguely see him in the background. They're just like slowly just kind of walking away, not not running, not coming back. Just like, oh, we don't see nothing. Mm-hmm. We're just going to keep walking while all mm-hmm. the other prisoners are just laying there with their ha- hands over their head. Yeah. I'm like, oh so, my gosh, nobody's even coming to help him. Yeah. What the hell? So if Camilla yeah. is behind it and the guards are also involved with her, 
Then all it takes mm-hmm. is for somebody to, to give her the news that Omar's in a coma. And then she realizes yeah. Marty's lying to her and we got a whole other problem again. So precarious yep. right now. Yeah, that, I was not expecting that either. Right before it happened, I was like, man, this seems like a like a really good opportunity to someone where someone could get shanked. And then, boom, this dude jumps out of line and starts. And I was like, oh, see, you manifested this happening. It's all your fault um, that this happened. Because it just looked, uh, just the way they had it set up, just looked a little little sus yeah. there. Um, and I, I watch a lot of prison shows. Good point. Well, I want to talk my next point uh, about the opener of this show, and that's Ben. Mm-hmm. That was really tough. Uh, I I know we talked about in the recap episode, you know, and you mentioned it too, Paik, about, and and I know it affected you too, Wendy. I think it affected so many people. We're not alone here. You know, that episode with Ben and how emotional that was. And that was hard. That was heavy. That Mm -hmm. still weighs on me. If I do an an Ozark rewatch, I just just can't watch that episode, I don't think. That, That was a bad sucker punch. Yeah, I, was like, I don't know if I need that again. I remember literally again, cause while watching it, mm-hmm. cause I will, I am that kind of person. I will talk to my TV screen and just say things yes. out loud, even though I'm <laughs> completely alone in my apartment. <laughs> but I remember just crying, sobbing, tears coming out of my eyes and just out loud mm-hmm. going, I fucking hate this episode. <laughs> like, yeah. Man, yeah. it was rough. It was rough. That's what I thought when the episode opened, I thought, this was a scene I'm not sure I needed to see. Yeah, I. But then on second watch, I felt a little bit better about it. Like, I don't know, closure. I don't know. But yeah. I did, on second watch, I, I kind of paid more attention to the details and what Ben was saying and what mm-hmm. it meant. But my knee-jerk reaction was, I don't yeah. think I needed I, to I also wondered yeah. if it was the show giving the fans confirmation because I know after the first half of the season happened, because there's this kind of time period, or even after season three was over, there's a lot of speculation, a lot of fan theories out there that were all saying that Ben was still alive somewhere because we never yeah, saw, we never saw him die on screen. It's the rule of TV. Yeah. If you don't see a dead body, then there's that potential they could still be alive. So yeah, I remember hearing some of those fan yeah. theories. So I almost wonder if this was also just their way of being like, no. To be like, he's no, dead. no, he's he's definitely <laughs> again. We didn't clearly yeah. see it on screen, but enough, right. enough because they did. We, we don't need to see it to that. I don't level of, uh, to that extent. So we got right. what we needed to confirm he's dead. I believe. Yeah, I agree. I wonder if they're going to go down the path of somewhere somebody finds Ben's body because of the big search. I wouldn't think so, just because you would think yeah, they made sure they, to get they rid got of that burned body. and stuff. But then but even where he know. was killed wasn't was a Navarro property. That was the horse stables that Omar had Wendy buy for mm-hmm. him. I mean, Mel is on the track. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. he's getting dangerously close, which you know doesn't look good for him at all. Yeah. But yeah, I remember when this episode opened and we see Ben, and I'm like, wait, wait. What are we doing? Uh, I I really just not sure I needed to see any of this. I get, though, if that's what they were trying to accomplish was maybe 
okay, this this really happened. And I'm glad that we didn't actually see his actual death. I think what we saw was enough. I didn't really question whether or not Ben was alive. You know, it's always kind of like, oh, yeah, you can kind of speculate. Didn't see a dead body. Um, could they? But then I'm like, well, why? Why would they? What would he possibly be doing all this time? Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't really believe that he was alive. And I really did not need to see any of this. And it just made me even more sad the way to see what it was like for him uh, when he realized Wendy had abandoned him. It was just too much. The way that uh, in the car ride, how he's accepting his fate, mm-hmm. wants Wendy uh, to be proud of him for how he's handling himself. Ugh. I mean, Jesus so Christ. I mean, that yeah. I'm like, fuck, he's just totally, I, I know I'm going to die. And he just accepts it. And and he for, essentially forgives her when he knows she's the one mm-hmm. responsible for the, what's getting ready to happen to him. Yeah. And... um. You know, and then at the end, they're telling himself that it was just a dream. I mean, Jesus, I just, it was like happening for me all over again. Uh, I think I've seriously got some PTSD from that freaking episode. Uh-huh. I mean, I that episode in uh, season three, I just, cr- like, ugly cry. The whole t- it, the show was over. Credits rolling. It's going into the next episode. I am just, like, bawling, mm-hmm. and I'm ugly crying and, like, shaking in my bed because uh, of how much of an impact it had on me. And But I think, though, I wonder, and I'm curious what you guys think, do you think maybe we get this scene and we get to play out how terrible this was for Ben? How he was scared. Well, he was scared for Wendy because he marched up, right, marched right up to Nelson, and he's like, what, you know, what, what did you do to her? Thinking that he did something. So he's you know, right. protective of Wendy, scared for her, then scared for himself, comes to acceptance, forgives Wendy, wants him, wants her to be proud of him for how he's handling himself. Do you think that maybe this, um, having to see all of this in this reminder again of, of like we could possibly forget what happened to Ben, of how terrible Wendy is, like how freaking reprehensible she is? I blame Wendy for a lot of mm-hmm. things, but I don't really blame Wendy for mm-hmm. Ben's death because... Wendy tried really, really hard to save Ben. Mm -hmm. And Ben just sabotaged everything she was trying to do. I mean, he was his own worst enemy. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, So that's the one thing is I I don't blame Wendy for Ben's death. I I think other than, you know, facing the fact that her and Marty and possibly her children would be killed by the cartel if – she didn't turn Ben in. I don't think she had many other options. I mean, she probably should have put him on a bus when he first mm-hmm. got there, as well as her children, <laughs> and sent them all away. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I sort of blame her for that, but he was just head first into danger. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I agree. He was his own worst enemy. I know that his, I, I, I think... Because he, we know he he struggled with some mental illness, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that played a part too. And yeah, she should have. And I think that's where I blame her. Like you mm-hmm. know your brother, you have dealt with this your entire life. You know she clearly knew him really well. She should have gotten him the hell out of there before he could stick around long enough to get suspicious and to start to see and hear things. Um, yeah, even so. even if it took being really cruel to him at the beginning and being like, I don't want you here, I want nothing to do with you, go back to dad. She could have been mm-hmm. the worst person to him in his eyes at that moment, but it would have saved him in the end. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. Going back with dad, even in a mental health crisis, would have been better than everything that was going on mm-hmm. in her yeah. life right there and then. Yeah. Because he could he could be alive. Yeah. yeah. And if if they did in the end manage to get themselves out of that situation, then she could have come back and been like, I'm you know, she could have asked for his forgiveness. I'm sorry I had to do this. You know, maybe not tell him everything that happened, but maybe make something up as to why they had to get rid of him um, and ask for his forgiveness. And I think that he probably would have forgiven her. And that's, I think, where I where I blame Wendy. Like you, I I see where she came to the decision there at the end and what she felt she had to do in order to protect her and the family. However, she's still responsible for his death and she should have gotten him out of there Mm -hmm. a lot faster. So anyway, super sad, um, I think, to, to have to see that relive it and R. ben R. was just that actor is so good so i good. love tom pelfrey so much yes yeah i guess oh, another note i was gonna say on this was about that yeah i mean just a perfect pure soul uh you see that was mm-hmm. not only apologize like or uh like forgiving her but like apologizing almost being like mm-hmm. i want her to know that i'm sorry that i fucked everything up it's like oh my god you're still gonna do that so yeah he's he's incredible and so I was going to plug a little something. I've watched the whole first season now that it's out on Amazon Prime. If you want more Tom Pelfrey, he was in Outer Range on Amazon Prime with Josh Brolin. And Oh, okay. I, that's on my list. So I finished the, the first season is all that there is right now. It just wrapped like this week on Amazon Prime. And it's very, very good. I'm really, I really like really? it. And does he play a cowboy? He does. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. That's all Wendy needs to know. <laughs> yeah. Sign me up. It's interesting to see because some of the cast, I mean, Brolin can play a cowboy oh, easily. Yeah. Will Patton totally. is in it. I mean, yeah, he's done cowboy oh, stuff like before. Him. Yeah. But yeah, to see Tom Pelfrey in this mm-hmm. rancher kind of mode. And then the one that gets me the most, either of you watch Shit's Creek. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Noah Reed, who played Patrick in Schitt's Creek, is in that <gasps> show. And it is so strange to Patrick. see him walking around <laughs> in tight jeans and colorful cowboy shirts with a cowboy hat with a draw. That one's the hardest one for me is yeah. seeing Noah Reed. That but, would be bizarre <laughs> to see him go from Patrick to... Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. I've heard of Yeah, so I recommend things. that show. Get more Get more Tom Pelfrey plus another just as yeah. incredible cast besides him too, so... Recommend that show. That just moved up. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to carve out some time to get to that. I've heard so many great things. Some folks in our group really like it. I've heard some great things. Mm -hmm. The cast looks amazing. And I've heard it uh, compared to kind of like a Yellowstone meets X-Files type. Yeah Kind of show. Feuding feuding ranchers and all that stuff. So it's Yellowstone with sci-fi elements uh <laughs> nice. I'm, I'm all in i love yeah. loved yellowstone so much and it's a uh, prequel sorry 1883 was fantastic as well so i'm i'm all in well that that's cool i'm glad man he got robbed of the emmy for right. season three of ozark so mm-hmm. i'm i wish him all the best in he he deserves some amazing roles because yeah you know he he really put in the range in, in this role for ben in ozark so yeah. good for him i even really liked him in iron fist as, oh, as yeah, Ward Meacham, because that. Uh, that show wasn't the greatest Marvel. Yeah. I enjoyed it, but I know critically and a lot of fans, you know, didn't like that show as much, but he was mm-hmm. maybe one of the best parts of it. He's so oh, good. <laughs> good for him. <laughs> good to know. All right. Let's see. That was my point. Pake, what's your next point? So uh, my last main point, we've talked about a lot of it. So 
see if I have anything else to talk about. But it's uh, Marty in Mexico. Um, yeah. <laughs> with Marty having to be a convincing interim leader of the cartel, which is quite a daunting challenge for him, I would think. Because, I mean, when I, when you look at Marty Bird, it doesn't scream cartel boss, does it? <laughs> like, uh, no. <laughs> maybe cartel accountant. Um, like, <laughs> but... Uh, so it practically got a pocket protector. Right, I know. So <laughs> him walking in there and basically being like, you know, I am El Jefe. It's like, mm, Jeff, you're Jeff. Um, <laughs> like it's uh, Jeff the accountant. Uh, <laughs> it's it's hard for me to to picture that, but he does a pretty decent job at seeming like a boss. I mean, he holds his composure when talking to all the different lieutenants and being in mm-hmm. charge and telling them. I mean, he kind of has to use the the barrier of Navarro tell, told me that this is what has to happen and you don't want to let mm-hmm. him down. But, exactly. But they do what he has. I mean, telling them, all right, I'm going to meet with every single lieutenant one-on-one and we're going to go through all your accounts and we're going to look at where money is going in, where it's going out, how you're handling everything. He has his own reasons for this, aside from what Navarro wants him taking charge, mm-hmm. is he's trying to get all of the routes and money and where everything's going so he can give information to the FBI also mm-hmm. to keep them happy. Which is dangerous that he's in the lion's den finding information for the feds while he's sitting there telling them Javi's dead because he was a traitor because he was working with the feds when he's literally in doing the same mother. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a lot for him to, to deal with. And honestly, I feel like he's doing a really good job as much as it's a very fish out of water thing for him. I didn't expect him to do very well with it, but. He is. It's it's taking a toll on him, though, of course, having to be the guy, you know, he's on the other side of the coin. He's sitting mm-hmm. there sitting and watching somebody be tortured in the same dungeon that Omar had him in not yes. long before. And now he's on the other side of that watching through that hole. And it's probably got some <laughs> PTSD from that, I'm sure. Yeah, blaring Jeez. the music and, and doing all the things that Omar had him go through. Now he's doing these to do, doing it to Arturo. Yeah, it's this this awkward moment talking to to Javi's mother, uh, telling her a version of the story of Javi's death. You know, she even mentions, you know, well, the way that Javi talked about, his, you know, his uncle. I I saw this coming. So, yeah, you had those conversations with him, didn't you? Mm-hmm. He's telling her all these plans of what he's trying to do with Omar. So I think she wants it stopped, which is what pushes her to. That's another reason I think she is involved is him talking to her at that moment after his first mm-hmm. meeting with the lieutenants and her being like, I have to put a stop to this now because this is my chance to strike. And he was talking really confidently about his plan, even though I think there's a lot of pieces of that plan that could fall apart, but he is presenting it as this is what's going to happen. Yeah, It's going to happen and it's going to happen because I want it to happen. Yep. And everything I've wanted to happen so far has happened. Yeah. And I think she got really scared about his presentation of all that. Yeah, he's exuding the confidence that mm-hmm. Omar told him he needed to have. Which, again, I didn't know if he was capable of it. But so far, yeah. he's he's definitely doing the job. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, it is, it's it's taking a toll on him. I can see, you know, he sits out and he's talking with the, the preacher about love and, you know, God's love and, and all these things. And he just... He, he talks to him a little bit, but then he takes off because he's like, I don't need this. I don't need more weighing on my conscience right now. Like, he, there's there's enough I'm having to deal with, but he forces himself when Arturo is is killed. Because even Nelson tells him, you don't have to stay. You don't have to watch. And he goes, no, I do. 
He's like, I put myself in this mm-hmm. role. I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to see it through. I, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it all the way. Yep. Yeah. You said Arturo was with the skimming when he found the skimming to scapegoat. He's perfect because he's already going against the cartel. He's got enough evidence, you know, and I felt bad for Arturo the first watch, but then on the second watch going back and taking notes, I realized Arturo sat there and beat the shit out of his accountant for skimming the money off, knowing full well, that's exactly what he told him to do. I'm like, Eh, he's yeah. kind of a bad guy anyway. Yeah. Because he wanted him to stop right. talking. Yeah, like, shut up. Whack. Yeah. Smashes a damn chair right on the dude's yeah. face. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Did anybody get overboard vibes there? Arturo. That's all I could think about. I've seen overboard. <laughs> the, the newer Goldie one? Vaughn and Kurt Russell. I've seen, I've seen the newer one with, uh, what's her name? Um, her aging me, Pink. I know. I've seen, <laughs> I've. <laughs> I've seen parts of the Goldie Hawn and Kurt oh, Russell well, that, one. The, the, the whole premise of that yeah. was a story from the sea, and the man's name was Arturo. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I Look, I was around in that time, Wendy. However, I did not watch it because oh I gosh, heard it was not best. a very good Oh, no, it's it's adorable. Movie with Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. Yeah, I love them both, sure. but I heard it was not fantastic. So I'm like, ah, I think I'll skip this one. So... I've got like the back. I've got like the last half of the original one, but I did go Mm -hmm. see the newer one with a it's great Anna Ferris. That's her name. Yes, when it was in theaters, I was curious enough. It was okay. Yeah, it was all right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure, like politically correct wise, it holds up. Right. (laughs) Right. Anything else, Pink? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that kind of covers that point. Is yeah, just. Marty doing the assignment, uh, understanding the assignment, even though, <laughs> he sure you did. know, I wasn't sure he's going to be able to handle it, but he fit into the role the best that he could. I'm going to just continue on with that theme because that was pretty much my last point. I really felt in this episode more than any other episode that Marty had passed a line of no return. He may have inadvertently been responsible for people's deaths before, and I know he killed Mason, But that was in Mm self-defense of Wendy. But here we see Marty actively directing the torture and the killing of somebody who, at least it it seems like he's pretty sure didn't didn't Mm -hmm. order the hit on Omar. Relatively innocent. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't think it was because he needed this to obtain legitimacy from the cartel. I think he's just past that line where he's going to do whatever it takes. And I know we talked a lot last episode about how Wendy will do whatever it takes to stay on top, but he's doing it here too. He could have went into witness protection and survived Mm -hmm. and had his children survive, but that wasn't enough. He's here doing these violent acts and it's just a line that he's crossed. You know, I, I feel like Walter White, a similar issue with Breaking Bad, like there comes a line where you pass and you can't go back again. Yeah. Well, and you know, I see that, but you know, he he could have taken the kids and went to witness protection, but I don't think Wendy was going to go. Wendy's like, no. And I don't think he was going to leave her. If he, if he doesn't, if Wendy doesn't agree to go, then it's, it's an all or nothing, I think. I understand that that is part of his thinking and his choices, but it is his choice it to is. make. It and is. He is choosing You were right. Yep. But I do think that having his family intact and what Wendy wants comes into play mm-hmm. with why he's doing these things. Yes. And he's, he's definitely struggling. I'll just add on to what you guys were saying, because... Um, 
Marty is my last point as well. Marty, I think for him, women are what foil him. He cannot seem to predict what the women around him will do. And I think because of that, he underestimates them. That happened when Ruth killed Javi. Often happens with Wendy. I think he looks at her like, what the hell? You know, especially like when he finds out that she had contacted Navarro and he threatened to kill her and all of these things were happening. He just looks at her like, what the fuck? He didn't think she was capable of that. So he's constantly underestimating her. He thought Maya would still help them. And she didn't, you know, they had a relationship there or it seemed like some sort of shaky trust between those two. He just doesn't seem to understand women or their motivations. And I really think that that's going to play a part in the rest of this second half here. I'm super nervous for him being in Mexico. How is he going to get out of this? Is he going to survive it? He's not a drug Mm -hmm. kingpin or leader of a cartel. He's playing dress up. This is not Marty, you know, I mean, where he seemed to... uh, really fit in is he's like and make sure that you know you bring me your finances right. and I'm yeah. like now that's the Marty <laughs> you know that I know <laughs> you know wanting to check out the books and of course he's doing that so he can gain more evidence to provide to the FBI because at first I'm thinking okay why is he telling the cartel they need to be more efficient by having trucks that have full shipments instead of these half shipments you know like oh you're wasting money look at your shipping costs you're just pissing money away right but it's like okay he's he's wanting them to be more business savvy right well nope not quite I mean I know he's information gathering um, to provide information to the FBI and if the trucks are full instead of half full then the FBI is going to be happier about it right because you know, he can then provide that information onto them and they can seize those trucks that are going to be a full load versus like a half load. Uh, it seems like the cartel's f- fairly fine with writing off, knowing that if they could send out a shipment and it could get seized. But it's like, it's okay, we've got this other truckload going, you know, where it needs to go. That kind of made sense to me. But this whole business with Arturo, that was. You could see that weighing on him. I know he's making his choices. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean he's happy with his choices at all. That's just not who Marty is. I know he's he's killed in self-defense and self-defense of, his, of, of Wendy, but that's not him ordering someone tortured and then murdered and then watching it. That's just not him. And I, I don't know how that's going to uh, affect him the rest of the season and what will okay. come out of that. But it was it was kind of, it was a little bit funny, though, just to kind of see him like like you were saying, pick this mild mannered or Marty you know, uh, going, going in these (laughs) lethal freaking cartel lieutenants, you know, (laughs) getting onto them about their financial discrepancies and just really Uh kind of played to his managerial (laughs) type, Uh you know, so there was, but I think there's something to that because this organization, I mean, there's fear and violence behind it, but it's about money business and he is super wicked smart so that is going to engender respect on their part because they need somebody who is smart with money smart with money and he is also trying to you know like you were saying pick i think trying to show that he's not weak you know navarro gave him that whole speech you know you cannot show weakness yeah and I, he can't, he can't, he's got to, he's got to pull through with as much as he can't stomach what he's being a part of. He's a part of the torture and killing of Arturo. Yes. Um, he has to go through with it or else they'll turn on him yeah. and go to as rivals and to they're all in danger. Still kind of feel like Marty is, is a good guy at the end of the day. <clears throat> like you said, I mean, yeah, smart with money, but also, I mean, he is mm-hmm. morally corrupted just enough to do, to do things that he, he is. Knows 
he has to do to survive and he he'll do them and he'll go to sleep at night you know it's like you can see things are weighing on him more and more but at the same time like he's still doing them and he still knows he's got a lot more he's gonna have to do Mm -hmm. i think that's the beauty of the show that is a well-crafted show when that's who you're cheering for It, it reminds me in many ways of the sopranos and i know it's not the same depth But Tony Soprano was a despicable mass murderer, Mm -hmm. but yet we cheered for him and we were on his side much of the time and we were all devastated at his Mm -hmm. ending. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's what this show reminds me of in a lot of ways. That was a good show. So true. Well, that was my last point as well. Just tagging on to what you guys were Uh, We're talking about Marty Paik. Do you have any other points that you Uh, want to share? Not any other points because I have, yeah, just kind of like the top three. And then I had some backups that you guys already talked about. But I've got some other random notes. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. um, Go for it. Because you know me, I like to do like the the nerdy little thing. I love the nerdy things. I've got some nerdy things. So, of course, I'm going to break down the title card. Yes, we've been doing that. So, yes, please do. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you, know, you always get the, mm-hmm. the O, the circle, and then the Z-A-R-K. Yeah. Z is the tennis balls, which Marty is holding and kind of tosses to one of Navarro's dogs when he gets the news about uh, Navarro being in a coma. A was the lantern, which is the lantern on Ben's memorial that Wendy knocks over out of guilt and frustration over everything that's going on with her dad and with stuff with Ben and, and Mel Saddam. R was the Mexican flag, which is pretty basic as far as Marty's running things in Mexico. That's that's what I you know can pull from that. This is as deep as I can go with it. K is the spiral staircase, which Marty is walking up and down and sitting on, contemplating his choices with Arturo and everything that's weighing on him while he's sitting there. So he's on that spiral mm-hmm. staircase. I love how they give you these little symbols. Yeah. They give you these key elements of what to expect in the episode. Like, how is this going to play out? Oh, we'll look at these. Yeah. How And then when you see them coming or when you see that pop up in the show and you're like, oh, that usually means it's it's relevant for some, some reason, uh, something happening in the mm-hmm. show. I do it at the beginning of every episode where I'm like... I'll like see them and I'll be like, okay, that, 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 that. And I'll have like a word for each one and I'll kind of repeat them in my yeah. head through the episode a little bit. It's like, all right, looking for the end and one comes up. I'm like, all right, there's that. So I still have this. I this, know. This, I feel this. like such a like, dork. I'll be watching it. Like, well, and sometimes they make them a little hard to figure out. Sometimes I'm looking at them like, wait, what was that? What? Yeah. I don't know what that was. Um, But, you know, once like the tennis balls, uh, you know, I saw the tennis balls and I'm, I'm always like such a dork. I'm like pointing at the screen. There's the tennis balls. You know, um, such a nerd. Yeah. Like, just enjoy the show. <laughs> I feel so dumb. I've, Watched this show since season two. I think so. I think it was season two. Was it season one when I dropped? I don't remember. But I feel so dumb because I would pay so much attention to the symbols and what they meant that I did not realize until this season, until like two weeks ago or last week, sorry, after we had already recorded uh, You and Me, Wendy, that it spelled out Ozark. I'm pretty sure I learned (laughs) that right now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we had we did have a listener that emailed us because I think you and I were talking about it, Wendy, and we were, we were talking about the symbols and 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 someone had written in and said, "Hey, did you know that it, each one spells out Ozark?" And I'm like, "I do now." Yep, that's great, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did read something last week because I was looking for something about the symbols, and uh, it was mentioned that oh yeah, it spells out Ozark. And I'm like, it does. And I looked at it, <laughs> I'm like, sure as shit does. And Learned that today <laughs> o'clock. Yeah, I, I get so hyper-focused on, like like I said, the symbols themselves that it was totally lost on me that that's what it spelled out. And I'm like, God, you f- 
Fucking writers, just so <laughs> clever. Ozark are the kings of spoilers without context. They've been doing it since day one. I know. Spoilers without context. <laughs> I love it. And it was like a, a, so lost to me. And I'm embarrassed because I'm usually better about picking up on those kinds of things. I'm, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> Thank you for that. I, we, we do like talking about yeah. those opening graphics. And then just, yeah, some other just random little notes. We talked a little bit about Ronnie Wyckoff, which I, I, I liked. Mm-hmm. Have we seen that character before? Or is it just kind of I don't random? remember like, seeing him. Because I don't think I've seen him before. Because the way it's like Ruth comes him. in like, oh, Ronnie, you know, uh-huh. and is the deputy. He's like, has he been here? I feel like they went to school yeah. together or she or they or like maybe. I mean, look, the cops have had plenty of run-ins, I'm sure, right. with the Langmores, uh, right? So it's like, well, he's been the deputy. Have we seen him before? Or is it just kind of we're supposed to accept it? Like, oh, he's the deputy. He's been here. Yeah. <laughs> I think they did a pretty good job of establishing that either through uh, like the cops and Langmore's relationship or else maybe someone uh, she knew from school because she seemed to just talk yeah. to him like mm-hmm. she had zero respect for him <laughs> at all. So he seems to be dedicated to his job and doing it well. Yeah, he's taking Wendy's point, but it's not like he's like under Wendy's thumb. He's doing his job and she knows how to manipulate him to do his job. Well, uh, <clears throat> he wants to yeah. be sheriff, and I think he knows Wendy can probably make it happen. She's got political clout. Yeah, we see him getting under Jonah's skin a little bit. I mean, it's like, you know, the kid's skilled at laundering, mm-hmm. but he's still not quite sure how to deal with authorities. Mm-hmm. So lucky for him, Nathan mm-hmm. was there to shut that shit down. And I loved just the little thing of, of Nathan sitting there calling him, you know, oh, hey, you know, Deputy Wyckoff. And he goes, acting sheriff. <laughs> and then they talk a little bit. He's like, well, I'm taking my grandson out to lunch right now. And then the way he ends it with goodbye, deputy. It's like, oh, <laughs> just one more punch. <laughs> no, just a dig. Uh, and I don't like Nathan, but I like it. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In that moment, I was like, yeah, good on you for getting Jonah out of that situation and handling it. Because I know mm-hmm. when he, he starts questioning Jonah, I'm immediately, I'm, I'm like, you pick, I'm talking to my TV. And so just in, in the moment, I'm like, you can't right. talk to a minor without either a parent, guardian, or a lawyer present. What are you thinking? I'm like, this can't be right. So I was really glad to see Nathan then kind of pop up and say the same thing. Like, are you questioning a minor without, a you know, a guardian or a parent present? Yeah. Thank you. I feel <laughs> validated there. And Nathan seems like a son of a bitch, but yeah. he doesn't seem like a no. stupid guy. Because he even, when he's talking to Wendy, he's like, you know, yeah, your, your son was being questioned by the acting sheriff. And he's like, about what? And even he's reading up, he's like, I don't know. And I don't want to know. But he's reading into it that like something is bad is going mm-hmm. on. He's like, Shouldn't your first like concern be the fact that your son was being questioned by the police, not about what? Like he's starting to read things into uh-huh. a little, which it makes me wonder. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, Nathan's going to end up knowing too much, isn't he? It's going to be Ben all over again. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, he's getting closer and closer yeah. and more dug in. Yeah, yeah. I don't have good vibes for for Nathan at all. I I, I think he's he's definitely an asshole. If nothing else, then for at least. It sounds like how he was mm-hmm. his parent to, to Wendy. He's not going to do well if he doesn't keep his nose out. Right. And then he's dragged Mel Saddam back into it. Uh, with Mel working for him to keep figuring out where Ben is, which then leads to Mel in this episode talking to the sheriff that talked to Wendy and uh, Ben in the grocery store parking lot. And then he gets info from her and even ends up getting camera footage mm-hmm. from the highway and stuff, which then leads him to the restaurant where Ben was taken. And that's where that's as much as we're given. Yeah. This episode. So close. Uh, but yeah, we just see, he keeps getting mm-hmm. closer and it's like, Oh, great. Wonderful. This is 
awesome. And then the, the last note, this like a random thing. I was like, oh, poor Sam really is just a clueless sad sack, isn't he? He really is just. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Sam. When you Jesus. see him like getting kindly suckered into buying an extra slice of cake or whatever. And then he's over there. He's just fumbling. Like he just looks like a dumb puppy, mm-hmm. you know, and he's over there just like doing whatever. And, and Charlotte's talking to her grandfather's girlfriend. And she's like, he's all alone in the world, isn't he? And just that, like, yeah. And then you can see her face, like, change from, like, sadness to, like, almost shock. Like, oh, my God, what is wrong with this guy? Which is like, yeah, he, you know, his mother was hit by a truck and killed. And he's on his own. She's like, oh, no. It's like, And then he fell in love with a stripper. Oh, no. It's like, and then he, she left him because of his gambling addiction. He's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this, this guy's life. This guy's life is a shit show, isn't it? Like, I mean, it was kind of... <laughs> Yeah. funny and uh, really sad right. when she's recounting this whole history <laughs> and then she's like I don't know what's uh, wrong with him now uh, yeah. <laughs> god this poor guy and then he just keeps poor getting Sam. drug into anything Ruth wants him to do like or the birds just people mm-hmm. are like this is illegal right and they're like no and he's like oh okay fine then oh. I'll do it gotcha. <laughs> I'm in I have a question for you, Paik, while we have you here. <laughs> uh, what is your theory on Mel Saddam? Uh, I remember I listened to last week's episode. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> to be honest, we're, there's that moment where you, Wendy, where you're like, I think he's working. And I was like, you're crazy. What are you talking about? Because <laughs> um, as of right now, I think he was just working for Helen's ex-husband. I think that's all that was at first was he he's a PI who was hired to go and check out what happened to Helen. Then I think his Chicago... PD mindset mm-hmm. took over a little bit where he realized other stuff was going on and then he couldn't let it go. I don't think he's working for anybody else, but I think it's his own personal. He just wants to bust them. Curiosity. That is just that he just wants to figure something out and he can't like, you know, maybe he got over his cocaine addiction, mm-hmm. but he's addicted to to cracking the case. I think there's a different addiction that's driving him now where he has to find. Well, he wants his job back. I think it's a big part of it. Yeah. I think it's his motivation. If he can crack this, then. So I don't think he's working for anybody else nefarious behind the scenes. Right. I, I don't. Now, again, with this show, anything could happen like you guys were saying last week. But as of right now, I think, yeah, I mean, it is as cut and dry with him. I do believe that uh-huh. he was hired by Helen's husband mm-hmm. and then hired by Nathan. And it's just mm-hmm. the other things that are happening around the cases he's being put on are driving him to figure out more and get deeper than he should be. And do you think he's Maya's baby daddy? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be. He wants- <laughs> next yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's interest there, I think. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh that's good yeah mm. <laughs> i did like that from last week that he's just like flirting <laughs> yeah. with me am i doing a good job <laughs> you know like this oh, <laughs> gotta have some light moments yeah that's Man. funny yeah <laughs> what about you wendy do you have some notes that is it for me okay i was curious they they kept talking about this sdn list that navarro's on and you know they do a good job about kind of pulling things that are real into shows and we've seen it other times but sometimes they're fictionous and and i was curious this sdn list is in fact real for anyone who's curious i know i was there is an actual list of let's see it's ofac ofac i'm gonna say publishes a list of individuals and companies owned or controlled by or acting for or on behalf of targeted countries 
Um, it also lists individuals, groups, entities such as terrorists, narcotics traffickers designated under programs that are not country specific. Collectively, such individuals and companies are called specially designated nationals or SDNs. Their assets are blocked and U.S. persons are generally prohibited from dealing with them. So there is a list out there. There is a link that you can click on and you can go search to see who's on that list. I started to do that. I, did, I should have looked up Navarro, see if he was on there. Uh, <laughs> if you happen to be on the list, you just need to give Wendy and Marty a call. Yeah, they'll work <laughs> on getting getting you off of that list. And it is on the um, U.S. Department of Treasury's website. When Wendy was talking to Jim about sweet talking or working with people from the Treasury Department, that was all, that's where it's come, come from. Um, so I like how they, how that was real. You know, I like how they have this, cool. this stuff. I just kind of nerd out sometimes on the details. So we talked about the Ozark opening graphic. I was curious because this wasn't the first episode that we've seen it, but I know I have been since day one obsessed with Navarro's home, this compound, this home that we keep seeing. I saw it again in this episode and I'm like, God, that, that place is beautiful. Where the hell is this? What is this location? If you don't know, and most of you probably do because we're all a bunch of Ozark nerds, but uh, they do film Ozark in Georgia. They don't film it in Missouri uh, where the actual Lake of the Ozarks is. It is a real place, but they don't film there. They film in Georgia. They show a lot of real Lake Ozark yes, overviews. They do. Like a lot of times when you're getting that big overview of the lake and mm-hmm. and similar stuff, that's just like stock I say stock footage. They probably take a team that has a drone that goes out there and right. gets the fo- overhead footage mm-hmm. they need. But, right. Not yeah. not everything is a hundred percent Georgia. They do whatever they need to certain shots for the Ozarks to yeah. to bring in that element of realness. Um, that that's where they're at. Like Marty and Wendy's home and Navarro's home and the the lake when they're mm-hmm. on the lake is actually in in Georgia. And yeah. so this home, because I'm like I I need to know more about this. Where is this? probably going to butcher this name. I apologize in advance. Y'all know I'm terrible with names. It's called Chateau Elan, E-L-A-N. Maybe how that's pronounced. That is the home of Mexican drug lord Navarro um, in Ozark. Um, It is a resort in Brazelton, Georgia, which is just under an hour north from Atlanta's downtown. And all I can think is, damn, I was just there. We were all there. Is it on Airbnb? Can we rent this say, place out for we a get together? Yeah. <laughs> in March, um, you know, for right. the con. And I know a lot of lot of what our friends all love to do is to go see like the Walking Dead filming locations. And I think that's fantastic. I want to go mm-hmm. see some Ozark filming locations as well. So I'm yeah. hoping that yeah. another opportunity comes comes to to go back to Atlanta because I really think that um, I would love to go. It doesn't be all of them, but I think a few key fun places um, would be fun. But anyway, it is is, uh, meant to sort of replicate Versailles in France. It is a 3,500 acre luxury resort. They do have a winery. So, hey, that's all I need to know. You can walk in the vineyards. They have a spa. There's eight restaurants, four golf courses, an equestrian show center, a tennis center, and a residential community. Um, and you can a- absolutely book a room in the resort, and they've recently undergone a remodel. So I know where I'm going on my next long weekend. I'm only about <laughs> five and a half, six hours from Atlanta. That's an easy day trip for me. I am definitely going to be checking this place. I probably can't afford to stay there, but uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. Uh, maybe I could at least go visit for the day. Yeah, I'm going to at least go. Um, it would be cool just to mm-hmm. even just go walk the grounds and just to check it out. I think that place just looks yeah. absolutely stunning. 
and I'm intrigued. So anyway, I was curious about that. Just throwing that out there. If, if y'all were curious, you can, there's definitely, you can go check out a lot of the different locations. I know that the lake, they, they shoot on two different lakes down there in Georgia. One of them is Lake Lanier. And no thanks, I will be keeping far, far away from Lake Lanier. If you know, you know. But yeah, that would be super fun to check out some locations. Um, my last note was one of Jonah's lines about why he works for Ruth when he says, we're friends. I like math. (laughs) 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 That made me giggle. Um, It shouldn't, but um, it really made me giggle. That actually wraps up all my notes. So that was great, guys. Good to be back. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Now I feel bad because I'm like, oh, this was so much fun. And now I can't do like the next two episodes. But but after that, I plan on trying to come back. But then we got to like wrap this with Stranger Things. It's going to be because by the time I come back, Stranger Things is out and Mm -hmm. we are getting the ground running. (laughs) Um. <laughs> okay. Did we have any news this week? I'm going to say if I were you, I wouldn't dare look up anything. <laughs> I didn't dare. Mm-hmm. No, in fact, I looked up IMDb mm-hmm. just to get the episode names and like there was a synopsis and I was like, I know, no. like you just no. have to, mm-hmm. I know. I, I haven't been spoiled, so I'm Thank really goodness. excited about that. It's yeah. it's so hard. You have to, you just have to mm-hmm. try to get that little piece. I do it all the time on our shows too. I just try mm-hmm. to like divert the eyes and just get this little. Just the episode names make me want to cry. I know. <laughs> I have seen the episode names. Don't, don't, yeah. don't. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't looked at those. I haven't looked at those yet. So I was just scared getting on here on the Zoom call because I usually try to get like a show related Zoom background and just typing in <laughs> Ozark Zoom oh. backgrounds. I was like, please don't give me a big spoiler because it happened oh. to me when we did Midnight Mass. So I was looking for backgrounds <laughs> and I saw a big picture and I was like, oh. what? <laughs> like, Marty with his throat cut. <laughs> right, Exactly. So I was kind of scared, but I found I, I was safe. I didn't yeah. find anything spoilery there. So it's so dangerous. It's oh. we're, we're on dangerous ground with these Netflix shows. I'm telling you, because everything's out there. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good enough. I, I don't. I don't expect. I feel like we're going to bookend it first. First episode and then the last. All right. Looks like we did get a couple of uh, listener responses. Yep. That's awesome. Pay you and take that first one. All right, and it comes from the one, the only Lindsay Schlick. Always here for us. <laughs> she never lets us down says well this was a terrible brutal start to an episode i didn't think we'd be seeing ben again and having to see what actually happened to him was awful him blaming himself and then forgiving wendy and apologizing to her broke my heart the scene with the attempted hit on omar was crazy is it weird i kind of want him to make it also i don't know why marty is trusting navarro's sister so much i don't trust her at all i don't think arturo ordered the hit i think she did and set arturo up i'm not so sure i trust this priest either Kind of a sad episode for me between Ben and seeing what Marty had to do. I hate seeing him so broken down. Last but not least, does anyone else's Netflix Ozark page have what appears to be a spoiler in regards to the car crash as the page's photo? Each time I see it, I'm super annoyed it might be a spoiler. I don't know. I haven't noticed that. Mine isn't. but Mine mine does. <laughs> I'm not sure. So I guess I, if it does, I haven't noticed. I haven't paid a whole lot of attention to it, but I think my picture right now is... I won't say anything because yeah. maybe, and it's so weird and bizarre how everyone's can be a little bit different and I really wish it would shift. Yeah, because yeah, I think my picture right now is like a picture of Marty and Ruth yeah. together, like talking. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a, I'm, so <laughs> I don't know, but I don't pay attention to it too much. I, I try to just jump I into know, the episode. But I'll, I'll kind of so. have it hanging there because I'll be like taking notes or I'll be like, oh, try to get this down real quick, you know, uh-huh. get this out of my brain or something. And then it's there. I don't know how you not see it. I'm with you, Lindsay. It's super <laughs> annoying. There should be a freaking grace period. You know, right. there are some of us that are still watching it. 
Think of so, the podcasters thanks, of Netflix. Lindsay. Think of us. I know. Oh. I know. Selfish <laughs> bastards. All right. Dawn Elizabeth says, oh, no, I just began this episode and really don't want to see this. I was so thankful that they didn't show us what happened when Wendy left Ben in the original episode. Oh, well, here goes. Ugh. <laughs> ben was just such a tragic character. I totally understand why Wendy did what she did, as he would have gotten all of them killed, but he was like a child, so innocent. He just couldn't help himself due to his condition. Just so tragic. We will be seeing more of Ben, I think, due to the search his parents are having. How horrible for Jonah to play along with that. Now, Wendy, does she really appreciate Marty going to Mexico? She really is out for number one herself. She would have had no problem seeing Arturo killed. It obviously bothered Marty. And am I right in thinking Arturo wasn't the one who ordered the hit on Navarro and only confessed to stop the waterboarding? Wow, this is a rough episode. I may need therapy. <laughs> yep. All the feels. Yeah. yeah. We're, absolutely. Yeah. I do think Arturo confessed only to stop mm -hmm. the yeah. torture. And that's that's why methods like that are just not effective. Right. I mean, people will say anything that they have to to get it to mm -hmm. stop. I'm with you. We're all going to need therapy mm -hmm. by the time Ozark's <laughs> over. Well, that was some really great feedback, guys. Thank you so much uh, for writing in as usual. And in the meantime, we're excited for you to follow us to the Ozarks. But until then, you can follow us on Twitter at StrangeTCast. You can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StrangerTCast. You can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com. And you can find us at the TV Time app. And you can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed at Apple Podcasts. A lot of great podcasts happening right now. Still covering Better Call Saul we've got going on uh, right now. That mm -hmm. is amazing. That's been oh my gosh. so good. Both both the show this final season and then your coverage of it. I've been listening to that. Thank I've been you. really enjoying breaking that stuff down and listening to those Thank too. you. Um, so yeah, we're having a great time with it. I love geeking out uh, on that show. Gosh, we've got Alex and Liz covering From, which is on Epic. It's another one on my list. Add that along with Outer mm -hmm. Range that you were mentioning earlier, Paik. They're doing a great job with that. Such Sounds like such a damn interesting show. So I'm... Yeah, I've watched the first two episodes so I've far. I've watched the first I one. Really? Watched, I haven't watched that okay. yet, but... It's yeah. It's probably I mean. gonna be like July. <laughs> I know. I don't know when the hell I'm ever gonna have free time again um, in the yeah. next couple of months. But it's definitely on my list for sure. Um, I know I did. Someone yeah. did write in and said you should watch it. it. It's it's really good. So I will definitely take that into consideration. Just uh, I need more damn time in the day or another day added to the week where I'm not working. Mm -hmm. So a lot of lot of great things happening right now. And of course, Pate, you and Daphne are still going with your podcast run for your lives, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Still have anything to tease for us this week? Running over there. Yeah. So the most recent episode that is up from last weekend is the debut movie from Leica Studios, the stop motion animation company, uh, Coraline. Nice. We did that this last week is like our Mother's Day special. Mothers <laughs> and other mothers out there. And that, that was a blast. So yeah, love that movie. Love Leica. We had a really good time with that one to tease this week's episode, what will be coming up on Friday. So if you hear this early enough, maybe give us some feedback and send it that way to me and Daphne. We are covering the 2022, so this year, sci-fi disaster action movie Moonfall, hmm. which was 
interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say. Uh, <laughs> Definitely a very unique movie, but we had a lot of fun with it. All right. Sometimes even when they're not the greatest, most amazing movie, it gives us a lot of fun stuff to joke around and, mm-hmm. and have a lot of fun with conversation anyway. Sure. So yeah, definitely watch that movie because it's just ridiculous, fun nonsense sometimes. Uh- <laughs> That's always good. It's a good break from some of this right. intensity like Ozark and other shows that are so heavy. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a good break sometimes. <laughs> Well, thank you, Paik, so much for joining us this week. I'm so, so happy that you got caught up for um, to, to be able to join us. I'm so happy that you were able mm-hmm. to join us this week. We look forward to having you back when you get back from all of your exciting yeah. endeavors. So I wish I could have covered more of the show. It was just everything. I've been so busy with stuff, which at the end, it's it's kind of, I'm you like, well, it's kind of nice that, <laughs> you know, at least I get a little break before we jump right back into Stranger Things mm-hmm. and everything's going on. But yeah, it was great. I was so excited to have the, the time this week to do this one. And I'm really going to try to play and I'd love to come back on for the finale because that one's going to be quite a conversation, I'm sure. <laughs> I think so. When are you going to Vegas? I will be gone the 24th through the twin uh, through the 30th. So I get back on the 30th. Okay. So, so should and then that week after that, I should be free to do some stuff. So yeah. Yeah, that'll be perfect timing. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. We'll we'll figure it out. But thank thank you for joining us this week. I'm, I was really glad to hear what you had to say about the series in general, the, um, or at least up to this point, yeah. and then of course this episode. So thank you and safe travels, buddy. Thank you. All right. Well, next week you guys will discuss <laughs> Ozark season four, episode eleven, titled "Pound of Flesh and Still Kick It." Interesting. Who do you think we're talking about there? Oh, man. It could be so many, but oh my, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm excited. I probably will watch I that so. tonight once we're done recording. So I'm ready for Hell it. Hell yeah, <laughs> Frank Jr. Oh god, he'd like to think of it's a pound of flesh, right? Uh, <laughs> sorry couldn't resist all right that is our show thanks for listening everyone until next time i'm rima i'm bake and i'm wendy and don elizabeth is strange indeed